Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Gentlemen, this is the About Last Night Show, coming to you from the John Lovitz Comedy Club and Podcast Theater, with myself, Brad Williams, and over there, the uh, better looking in a collared purple shirt, woo you fancy today, Adam Ray. (laughs) wearing my favorite purple shirt. Wow. See, like now, you're trying to pull off like the black preacher thing, and I think it's working for you. (laughs) I think, like, it's almost like in Eddie Murphy, James Brown, hot tub, get in the hot. Hey! <laughs> like yeah. purple is uh, starting to become one of my favorite colors. Although, like dark purple, like this, like bright purple, it's like hello. <laughs> Hi. It's a little bit lighter purple. Hi. Yo, the theme song, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, obviously a little biased, but uh, it's it's really putting me in a good mood. To ha- have it really that, does, right? It's a good. I mean, I think it's working. Yes, it's good. I mean, obviously, I think you. you, you I mean, shit. You, you write your jokes. You tell them. You're like, yeah, sure. I like my. Like I'm sure Prince didn't write Purple Rain and go. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Well, by the way, that's not how Prince sounds at all. <laughs> I, I, I believe that was okay. <laughs> well, he's like a gay Morgan Freeman. <laughs> what? I just, I, I just realized doing doing a Prince impression. I wish that I is... could. T- I wish I could tell you Purple Rain was. <laughs> I wish I could tell you Purple Rain was not written while while Ed and I hop. <laughs> Gay Prince, Gay Morgan Freeman. Gay is Morgan Prince. Freeman is a Prince impression. Wow! Tweet Brad or <laughs> me at Funny Brad at Adam Ray Comedy. Prince equals Gay Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he really does. Listen to Prince again and, and see uh, see see if you can get some. What is this? Is is oh this, this is purple wine? See see Wait, when the doves fly. Or when the doves cry. When the doves cry. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Just like a slightly, a slightly, but see, that's why Prince is Prince, and I'm and I'm not Prince because right. I go. If I would have written the song, it would have been "When the Doves Fly" because that's an obvious choice. Right? Because do- doves fly. Because they've got that's wings. What they do. Although maybe it's when Dove cries, and it's like ah, Dove David, <laughs> Dove David I off titties. <laughs> you ever know you're walking in a coffee shop, and it's like you gonna? The guy's like, you, uh, can I get a medium coffee? It's a grande. Do you know it was medium until you guys came along? And the only way I'm using the word grande is if a Mexican pimp asked me what kind of titties I like. Uh, that's a Dove Davidoff impression, everybody. When the dove cries. When when the dove cries. Dude, there somebody's got to spoof that. All right. <laughs> so this is Gay Morgan Freeman. What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that really how the song starts? He's taking his shit? <laughs> I think it does. He's like, no, no. <laughs> how long is the intro? Like three and a half minutes? I was I was in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and I played God and Bruce Almighty. 
I mean, this is like y- maybe young Morgan Freeman. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe younger. Driving days, hey. Maybe a little like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Mor- Morgan Freeman. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that, Dick. <laughs> um, well, wow. well, that. Well, you know what? I'm very happy because not only did our theme song put me put me in a good mood, that put me in a good mood. I needed that. I needed that too. I wow. You 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 and I both. I think, well, I had something just happen really quickly that I just like to get off my chest. I don't know what the protocol is for mm-hmm. speaking up to strangers when you um, blatantly see them not wash their hands leaving a bathroom situation, sure. especially when you're leaving a stall. Like, oh, well, that, because cause sometimes, yeah. man, if you, if you pee hands free. Right. Yeah, I, I, hey, okay. man. I mean, I can see why. And if you're in a hurry, maybe you're in a hurry. Maybe you, maybe you can't take fucking four to seven seconds <laughs> to antibacterial your body and protect others from. But dude, coming out of the stall, unless you also hands-free wipe and you have some sort of like, <laughs> maybe maybe Prince comes out of your pants and then he he wipes. One can only hope. Uh, oh this is this is what it sounds like. When Prince wipes your ass. All right. So um, I see this dude come out of the stall, yeah. walk a beeline straight to the door. I'm at the sink washing my hands like a decent human being. Sure. Uh, and, dude, he just walks right by, and I just go, gross, dude, gross. Because he tur- because he's just leaving. Yeah. He's, I, he's not washing the hands. Sure. And there was nobody else there. So yeah. I'm like, all right, he should know that I'm directing this towards him. And right. His behavior mm-hmm. in leaving a stall and not uh, cleaning his uh, sure. hands that he clearly used to shove up his ass. Right. Uh, Wait, you <laughs> shove your hands up your ass? Hey, man, I don't know how you wipe. Well, well, I, well I, I, I shove my hand up my ass. Well, my pleasure, hands are tiny. I can barely reach my, the fucker. Hey, I shove it up my ass, pleasure myself, and wow. then wipe. Yeah. Hey, man, good for you. Hey, come we on, smiling. All, we were all raised differently, hey. so let's just let bygones be, be bygones. So, so, how, so how did he respond? So he turns around and goes, I'm sorry. And I go, uh, saw you leave the stall and not wash. I just, that's gross. Yeah. He goes, mind your fucking business. Well, you know what? Adam Ray, walks out. you're trying to be a good Samaritan. Yeah, I think. You're trying to prevent outbreak and contagion from happening in real life. You're a good person. Yeah. And this guy's just like, hey, I want to spread my fecal matter all, all right. over the place. My mom told me my shit don't stink. <laughs> You know what I mean? Literally, it's good, yo. But but what's the what's the protocol for? Do you stop and go, hey, excuse me? <laughs> Thank you. Wow. wow, we're turning to Howard Stern all of a sudden. Oh Jesus, pressing Dick. Jesus, Dick with the <laughs> fart noises. But look at us giggle like five year olds. I know, hey, dude. If farts ever become not funny to me, kill me. Yeah, kill yeah, me. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be around. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still laughing. All right, no more. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dude, <laughs> but you see, but like, what are you supposed to do? Am I supposed to stop and go, hey, excuse me, um, I noticed you were leaving the stall, yeah. probably defecating, yes. po- post-defecation, right. and I was uh, curious upon the fact that you did not put any sort of antibacterial lotion <laughs> upon your fingers and limbs that were used right. to take paper and swab your rectum sides. Yeah. Now, now, granted, we're not all Howie Mandel, and we don't all require the fist bump instead of the handshake, yeah. but because I do like to shake hands, uh, I do like... You you know, uh, interpersonal communication, interaction. Yeah, wash your fucking hands. No, it's also he could be going to eat. Like you'd really want to, yeah. you really want to pick up chicken fingers when you've got poop fingers. He could be going to finger bang a girl, and you're saving her. Wow, I mean that's the extreme. You're saving her. That's the extreme example. That girl owes you. 
a chance to finger banger now because at least you have clean hands. That's disgusting. All right. I, 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 I think. It's anyway, mandatory. I felt bad for a moment, but now I don't because it was like, dude, what? You know, and then, then, then you raise the question, doing your like, part. yeah, I'm just trying to contribute to society. I'm trying to pay it forward. Absolutely. Well, and and this is something that kind of, I mean, you're doing the right thing, like. You're calling out a guy for not washing his hands in a toilet. There's no way that the other dude is in the right. Yeah. Like, hey, you didn't wash your hands after you fucking shit on him. Yeah, mind You're... your business. Well, dude, this is everyone's business. Because yeah. your hands are going to be uh, – now, dude, you, you take your poop hands to somebody else's – you shake somebody with poop hands, it's their business. Yeah. So guess what? My business is there because you could be shaking the hand of a friend of mine. And right. then they're going to shake my hand. Exactly. And now I got poop hands. And guess what, man? <laughs> <laughs> Timing, Dick. Timing. Anyway. But, like, <laughs> dude, I, yo, I, if we don't stop this conversation, it's going to be 45 minutes of oh, poop hands and Dick inserting fart noises. It is. But, like, mind your business. Like, if you see a sign that says stay off the grass and some guy is standing on the grass and you say, hey, man, sign says stay off the grass. Okay, mind your business there. Yeah, or on the airplane. When I have my phone out and I'm trying to finish an email and dude sitting next to me will go, <sighs> and shake their head, or what yeah. I've had happen, look at me and go, hey, man, she said turn your phone off. Yeah. I always go, you're right, and I shut it off because, that you know. You don't want a you conflict. Don't want be, you don't want conflict. One time, though, I did say, uh, I got to finish this email, man, and the guy goes, yeah, you got to turn it off. And so I just was, like, <laughs> not going to deal with it. And that time, you know, it's like, yeah, you're, it is your business because people think the plane, the phone is actually going to take the plane down. Right, which, is, which would, no. But uh, did you, did, uh, speaking of planes. Yeah, didn't you just get in a fight? Well, uh, yeah, not exactly. Uh, fight, my fight was last week, which, by the way... Uh, oh, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, thank you for your tweets about that. And uh, the, the front porch, the uh, bar where uh, the fight actually t- took place, actually uh, sent me a tweet saying, hey, thanks for the shout-out. Dude. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that's appropriate. But this morning, um, I was flying home from Norfolk, Virginia... Be, be careful, say that Watch correctly. Your language. Exactly. Uh, my flight's at five fifteen in the morning because I got to get back here for this uh, exquisite podcast. Look at you, man! You know, taking Dedic- take taking some initiative, Dedic- dedication. So I'm getting there about four eh, fifteen, four o'clock, and I'm I'm getting to the security part where you have to show your ID and your boarding pass. Okay, I do that. The woman looks at me, TSA agent, and says, uh, "I can't let you pass here. I can't let you through." I say, like some, I say, what's... like some troll at a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> She's fucking busting out the Gandalf staff. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> but like she does this, and immediately thoughts are, okay, did someone stick weed in my bag? Yeah. Do wh- like what's happening? Am, am I flagged? Like, did I do something? Am I? Do I have the same name as a terrorist? Like, what's happening? Right. Did a dwarf in a different part of the country just commit some heinous crime, and you happen right. to look like them? Sure. All understandable. So I go, like, what's the deal? What's the problem? He says, oh, well, she says, you, you can't board the plane with a nickname on your ticket rather than the name that's on your ID. Dude, why are you walking into airports with the nickname Big Juicy Dwarf Cop? <laughs> you got to stop that. I told you. Dude, I told you. I got to stop booking tickets under Big Juicy Dwarf Cock. But see, that's what you would assume when you hear nickname, right? When, when, you, when you hear nickname, you think... Uh, you, BJDD. Yeah. You, you BJDC. Know, yeah, BJDC. Big, big Juicy Dwarf Cock. Like, you know, you think of that. You, you, you think of Skeeter, Champ, Sports, right. some, something like that. No. I'm like, what the fuck is on my ticket? I pull on my ticket. It says Brad. My ID says my full real name, Bradley, and Brad is considered a nickname. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking not kidding. So and, she wouldn't let you on. 
She's like, no, I can't let you pass because this could be an alias. Really? An alias? Wow. When is is the Brad Bomber out there? Yo, no. Well, they well they call me that in college, but for a completely different reason. But and guess what? Come and, on. and a guy named Richard wh- who has Dick on his ticket walks right by you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, hi, Dick. He's like, hey, pussy. And then he walks in. <laughs> she's like, my name's Victoria. People call me pussy. Anyways, let's yeah. talk about you. And, and it, unbelievable. So that's bullshit. But at the same time. It's TSA, so you don't want to cause a huge scene. No, you you raise your voice to TSA. Immediately, five other TSA agents You're are in, now looking in yeah. your direction. And even though you haven't even hinted towards bomb or drugs, right? Or you you're know, in the room or, and a glove or, is up your butt. Or BJDC, because <laughs> uh, that's also a federal offense. <laughs> Having too juicy of a DC. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like you can't you can't instigate any sort of um, yeah. altercation. So I just look at the woman and I say, "Lady, I get that when you give people trouble, oftentimes they'll say to you like, do you realize how often I'm here? Do you realize how much I fly?' And it's really not. They fly like twice every couple months. Yeah, I literally fly every week. Yeah, you do. Literally, you do. And, and I've been doing that for almost ten years. I've never had this happen before. So. You know that Brad is just an abbreviation for for Bradley. It's not. Yeah. I'm not going on there. Which, by the way, I guess you can look at it on the flip side. Like that. That's uh, that's a nice um, sort of uh, streak you've got of of not having <laughs> flying for ten years. Like yeah. you haven't had a ton of no shitty things problems. But I guess that's more reason to be like, yo. It's, it's, now, are you at a certain level with each airline to where like they should? Because I feel like if you're at like a certain status, yeah, and, they, and, sh- they and, should look and, at that and, and be and like, and I, I can't give this guy any shit for anything. No, and, and I am. I'm I'm literally on like platinum status for all the damn airlines. But it, it, it's this goes back to something that my dad actually taught me a long time ago. Can we get some sentimental music, please? Can we get Dick? some sentimental music for the wisdom, wisdom, wisdom? Yeah. of Papa Williams? Papa Williams. Papa Williams. <laughs> What the shit? Dude, what are you doing over there while we're doing the show, you sick pervert? Were you watching, like, ludicrous porn? Yeah, what that's are you like, doing? That a... Okay. <laughs> yo, yo, sentimental music. No, do, no do, something soft do, and sweet. Do, uh, do uh, Cats in the Cradle. Cause that, cause, yeah, because that's, like that's, that's like a father-son. Is that Cat Stevens? Yeah, it's it's somebody. I don't know. It's in the kill on the moon. Yeah, that one. Little boy blue the man on the moon. Yeah. Or Carol King. Bust that one out. Or that. Billy Ocean. <laughs> get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Kind of rapey. Kind of rapey now that I think about it. Kind of rapey. Big fan of Billy Ocean. Carol Man Queen. Now we're sharing the same dream. But get out right, of here. Here we go. Here we go. All right. When I was getting my driver's test... Wait, wait, hold a second. Welcome back to Papa Williams' Wisdom. <laughs> a child right. Food for thought from Brad Williams' father. Bring it down just a little bit, but just keep it low. There you go. My dad said on my, on my 16th birthday when I was taking my driver's test, we were at the DMV, and there was a little... There was a, there was a security guard. Now, the car in front, in front of me had pulled up about seven feet, and I was just sitting there, because that's what you do. You just stay there, because my car's off. I'm waiting. My dad looks at that little security guard and says, Son, that guy's going to come over here and tell us to pull our car up three feet. And I say, Well, why the fuck would he do that? That's pointless. Why, it means nothing to pull up three feet. He says, Son, watch. And the guy walks up and he says, Oh, excuse me, sir. So I'm going to need you to pull your car forward about three feet there, sir. About three feet. I had to turn on the car. It's the guy Brian Regan. <laughs> <laughs> you too. 
You too. And the guy, just like my dad said, comes up and makes me pull up three feet. I go, Dad, how the hell did you know that? And he says, son, because that man is a loser. And this is the only little authority that he has in his life. Wow. So he's expressing that. And he found he has to justify his worth of being on this planet. Wow. So he's going to tell anyone to do any little thing just to be, be like, yeah, yeah, without me. He wouldn't have pulled up three feet, and then the line would just be out the back of the DMV, cause accidents, totally. anarchy, I'm a world savior. And this is the same shit with the people at TSA. Because guess what? If you're the TSA, that means you probably flunked the cop test. You know what I mean? No one, no one's going, I'm, gonna, I'm dreaming of the TSA. No, they're dreaming of catching the bad guys with little bad boys playing in the background and taking out a meth lab. That's what people dream about. They want to be the man. They don't want to be TSA, stop little four-foot-nothing Brad Williams from getting on his flight. No one wants to do that, but except for someone that may have failed a bit at life. So they're just sitting there going, huh, I can't fuck with anyone. No, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. Oh, wait! A Brad wants to get on the plane when their ID says Bradley? Sound the alarm! 9-11 is happening again! Someone stop this midget! This has been Papa Williams <laughs> Wisdom. Food for thought from Brad Williams' father. Sweet Jesus. Dude, you're totally right, though. Yeah. But, you know, and on the flip side, like, what do you... You should think that even jobs like that that don't require much authority, where it's just like, hey, like, bouncers. Dude, yeah. look at the ID. Make sure the birthday... Right. Do simple math from the birthday. All you have to do as a bouncer is fucking, is, you know, know what day it is yeah. and be able to subtract 21 from that. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to do. That's and it. then let people in. And then occasionally if there's, you know, a scuffle or some shenanigans yeah. that are, you know, inappropriate. Sure. Then, hey, step in and use your size and... Uh, in you know, do your thing. Intimidating goatee that you mm. are holding on to because you yeah. wanted to be in a boy band in 1998, <laughs> but the other three members thought you were too big. And they're like, "Dude, no boy band has a six-eight drummer. <laughs> Fucking go back to Shakey's and serve pizza and salad at three in the afternoon to people in wheelchairs." Now, now, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for for like you know your dad's right though. That guy like that was the that's his moment to be like, hey. He's now justifying his self-worth. Totally. Dick, are you still listening to the Blank and Paris song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with the rap. (laughs) Enough with the rap. Turn it down over there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Crazy kids. Trying to have a podcast over here. Get off my lawn. (laughs) But yeah, and... It, like there, there are a few times in life where I can look at someone and go, you know what? If you spontaneously combusted at this moment and just blew up, I would feel no shame and yeah. n- nothing whatsoever. And that was one of those moments sure. today when I when I just looked at that woman like, really, you're that bored? And it's four o'clock in the morning. You really, you, you think that the terrorists are coming? You think that the terrorists are going to send a midget on? Be like, don't worry. Here's what we're going to do. The ID, say Bradley, because that's his real name. But we call him on his blood. They never know. You really think I'm going to take down the plane? Well, but, 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 but Brad and Bradley are not so far away from each other for them to differentiate that he may not be that Brad and Bradley are the same person. No, they are very stupid American. They do not know this. No, no, not unless there is a strange rogue TSA agent that, that will magically know the difference between Brad and Bradley. Uh, uh, otherwise, our plan is perfect. What? It is perfect. What about Jim and Jimmy, Fred and Freddy, <laughs> Scott and Scotty? When did you go 7-Eleven, India? Dave, Dave and Davey. Dave I'm going to 
going Muslim. I'm going like Dave terrorist. Davey. You're 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 going Nahasa Peter Pedalon. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a. I li- thought I can't do impressions. That's the only likable. Uh, terrorist voice you can do <laughs> is a poof from the simpsons it's not even terrorist voice that's I know, indian i know i know because the, the indian voice is done like this when oh now i can't go to the terrorist voice because i'm locked into that wow, shit yeah, see it's tough to do Dude, we are going to we are going to take down the americans one <laughs> one one building at a time and then oh but by the way if you would like one of the magazines from behind the country you need to ask me to get the key all i'm saying is that they wouldn't send a midget to yeah. do a, no, a, 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 a suicide bombing because if if a midget blows himself up that's not going to do much damage it's gonna be like has there ever been a midget it, suicide bomber no because it, it wouldn't be a bomber it would be a little bottle rocket going off just like that's Hilarious. it yeah you nothing be, you'd be in the backpack and they would just take the backpack <laughs> off and leave you somewhere that is dangerous it'd be a sparkler that's all i would be a sparkler nothing i couldn't take down the damn plane speaking of fireworks there were no fireworks this past weekend when i did a birthday party show oh uh so uh you know we get to do uh shows that aren't in comedy clubs sometimes that you know, you know sometimes you get, do people come to shows they go you're a comedian i'm doing a party they go mm-hmm. could you do like it's like my friend's you know 70th birthday can you do like 20 minutes i'll give you like what's your quote and you're like yeah. Ooh, fucking blah and you, blah blah and they and go totally fine. yeah you totally yeah. O- overshoot the price because you're like i don't i don't want to do this gig yeah i know it's gonna be hell quite dude they're not there. Parties are usually not. The people just don't make it conducive for comedy. I heard Dan Cook tell some story um, about doing a party and they kept upping the money. So he finally did it. But he was like, Dude, yeah. it was awful. He's yeah. like, it was like people were drunk. It was like they weren't paying attention. Like, so this party was in Manhattan Beach for okay. a company that makes shoes, and it was great. It was the guy's fiftieth <laughs> birthday party. Company that no- makes shoes. Do we know? Do we know the company? Yes. But I'm not going to say them. Because you want some free shoes. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dude, it was a guy's party, and there okay. were a lot of people there who hadn't seen each other for a while. So there was a lot of talk. First of all, if you're going to have any show, a bar cannot be like feet, like five to ten feet away from where the there's no stage, just a microphone, oh, standing in front of a room. Yeah. Uh, the guy running it goes, so uh, I'm thinking, all right, so we're going to have dinner and then do the show. He goes, no, nah, I'm going to have you guys go up, myself and Jody Miller. He goes, you guys go up while people are eating because they'll eat, laugh, and listen at the same time. And I go, sorry, buddy. That's not how that works. No, they don't. People don't eat and laugh or listen. They yeah. eat and eat and then maybe have small talk with their friends. And nobody eats. Nobody wants to have a mouthful of food while they're laughing. It's just right. you can't do both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's true. I mean, that's why food is served before the shows at comedy clubs. Anyway, yeah. so Jody's up there not doing well. There's mm-hmm. so much chatter. Dude, And like I was saying earlier, there's, there's shows where you feel like you can – you're like, all right, I'm I'm good enough at this point. I can handle anything. I'm going to be able to make something out of nothing. Sure. I see uh, an Asian dude and a woman who aren't really even listening, and it's so loud they can't even hear, like making faces to each other like, oh, God. And like the woman starts doing fake stabbing into her heart oh. with a fake knife. Dude, how many times do you do the fake stab into your own heart? Uh, not – Let alone yeah. – And be serious about it. And she's right. like – like, First of all, like, you know, especially with just all the other ways to kill yourself, who's like, who's <laughs> fake killing themselves with like, I have a dagger. Really? What fucking – what was your dad in – you know, what was your dad – um what was your dad? Come um, on, improv brain, pull something. What was your? What, what was your? Stay dad, on target. What was your Stay dad, on uh, target. What was your dad? Uh, fucking Mage- <laughs> Magellan. No. What was your dad? What was the sword in the stone based on your dad? All right. So then, so she shoves the sword, the fake sword, into her heart. Yeah. 
Asian dudes just like making faces. So I walk over to them because I have a couple of drinks and I'm sure. now getting defensive for my fellow comedian. Absolutely. And I go, I go, hey, well, you guys, uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible, huh? And he goes, oh my God. He goes, so bad. I go, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that you can tell it's bad and you can't even hear it, right? And he's like, I know, right? I was like, dude, you realize yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? I go, I got to go up next and I don't know how I'm going to follow this. And I go, and, and you, I go, geez, the, the fake knife into the heart. I go, this, you must really be having a bad time. She goes, it's just, she goes, how, what is it? What is going on right now? I go, I go, I don't know, but I haven't seen the fake knife into the heart for a while. I go, you really like, I go, I go, I was observing you do it from over there. And I go, I, I'm starting to wonder that maybe if it's not just a show that's making you want to fake kill yourself with a knife. I go, what's going on with you right now? And she goes, what? <laughs> You're trying to like Dr. Drew the bitch. Dude, I just, I, I got so defensive, man, that I just started like. But of course you do because. And then I go up next and I immediately lay into the like. Asian dude. And yeah. people started laughing because I was like, I was like, you know, um, yeah, you know what it's like, man. And you. You also just know that, like, when things aren't conducive for comedy, no stage is one thing. And, and then I thought, lesson learned. Next time I do one of these, go and do one of these shows, I'm gonna like find whoever's in charge and be like, "Yo, we need this. We need this. Yeah. We can't go up when the food's happening. You got to tell everybody at the bar. Nobody at the bar at one point told anybody to be quiet. I was walking around trying to shush, but I'm like, Dude, that's right. not my job. Yeah. And then when they tried to make speeches for the guy, everyone started being like, shush, and, and uh, quiet, everything. Well, because this is important. And people still weren't even being quiet for that. Yeah. And it was like, man, just a lot of people, that, I guess, came for free food and, 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 and booze. And Well, the thing about comedy that, that people who aren't in it don't realize is that there is an environment that is optimal for comedy. And it's not hard. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to set up something to where people are in a good place to enjoy comedy. But, pe- but people think, okay, he's a comedian. It's his job to win over everyone. Yeah, but we do need a little bit of help. Just a stage, something that ri- that raises us up so we can be seen. Not just saying that as a midget because if yeah. obviously if I'm standing there, then no one's looking at me. Right. Uh, but then a microphone so we can amplify our voice. Then everyone looking at us. Then also everyone knowing that there is a comedy show yeah, and that they're anticipating a comedy yeah. show. Because if you're not anticipating a comedy show, you're, you're having your normal dinner party, talking about the Lakers, talking about whatever the hell else is your happening in your life. Also, people, yeah. so if, they're not, if they're not in the mood for it, some people just think, oh, a comedian. Oh, like, and if, it, if, if it's not set up to see, like, you walk up on a stage and there's all this stuff, people won't take it seriously. You're right. just walking out. I felt like I was making announcements. That's what yeah. I was doing. I had a mic, and it was like, hey, excuse me. So the sushi and the shrimp just came out. <laughs> the steak will be out soon. If you guys want mashed potatoes or baked potatoes, tell Jared. He's in the back. And by the way, two Jews walk into a bar. But up, up. What's the difference between, you know. Yeah. That's not, that, that's not conducive to comedy. So how did you do? Uh Came out right off the bat firing, just like yeah. big energy. Started well, immediately doing that. this, whatever. I said, to, I said something about the Asian guy. Then the only black guy in the whole place who was a waiter walks mm-hmm. by me. I go, I go, thanks to the one Asian guy, blah, 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 in the back. And then the black guy walks by me. I go, and I go, nice to see you guys from the one black guy in Manhattan Beach. Giant eruption of right. laughter. Sure. Because they're... They're rich and white, and they're like, yeah, yeah. We we don't know any minorities. <laughs> Continue to comment on the color of his skin, and uh, but I just stopped that because I was like, I, I'm not going down that road. Right. That's not me. Sure. I start trying to do jokes. A few of them go. I start making up facts about the guy. I said, I go. I pulled up his Wikipedia page. You know, the president of this company. I start mm-hmm. making up facts. They're laughing at some of that, and then heads start to turn. So I pause for a minute and I just go as as it gets to as the as the noise gets to a point to where it's so loud I just go I stop and I look around and I just let the noise happen I turn around and see the hot girl waitresses watching and I look at them and I'm like 
I turn back to the crowd. I go, you guys think this is bad for you right now? I go, I usually do this in clubs where people come and enjoy themselves. I go, yeah. and guess what? I go, you guys want this to be over? I want it to be over too. But I'm not getting off this fucking floor until you guys laugh at two jokes in a row. And then I, uh, and then uh, they kind of whatever. And I go, I go, yeah. I go, and guess what? Yeah, if you're wondering, yes, this will be my last night of comedy. Thanks for being a part of it. And then I went into the crowd and I started talking to people who had their backs turned to me. So I started nice. asking them. And Bring that started getting people's attention. And then I, there was a woman who said she crashed the party and I started laying on her. She had like a weird French accent. I pulled the uh, son up who was like 17 and I okay. go, I go, I go, uh, asking him about which one of these women he wanted to sleep with. And he wanted the, the weird, creepy French woman who I said <laughs> sounded like a diehard villain. And, uh, and I and started doing some of that. That got some good reactions. And then uh, another guy in the corner, I go, uh, I go, what, uh, what did you do today, sir? And he goes, pizza. And I go, <laughs> you fucked the pizza. Uh, yeah. And then I go, and then I go, I go. My second question is, where do you get your weed from? That I say, what did you do today? And you just say pizza. And then I go, or. I go, maybe, I go, maybe, I go, do you deliver pizza? I go, because, you know, you always wonder at parties like this, a lot of people have money. There's always a few people that aren't on the same level financially. Sure. Maybe you're the one guy at this party who works at Domino's, and that's yeah. fine. And uh, and then just so crowd like that, and that got their attention, and then tried to go back into some jokes. And then, dude, the the amount of noise just was yeah. – and it, you, you stop at one point, and it makes you rethink. Like, you're starting to think about your bits. You're like – God, is that like? Because we don't go through those situations very no. much anymore. I mean, you know, yeah, you, you you get to a certain level and you you go to comedy clubs and comedy clubs are designed yes. to your comedy people Where, because sit people down are coming. Yes, it's it's still on you, but like, dude, we all three of us in this room have enough material that we won't bomb, right? Unless unless the the, the situation is so not in your favor, you know, yeah. like. Like that, <laughs> where oh, there's man. it was very, it was very humbling. But but that that, that uh, it's I didn't also even care something. about getting paid at that point because honestly I, I started feeling bad. I was like God, I want I feel bad that this guy isn't getting a good show for his birthday. Sure. I feel bad that I'm not able to do what I do to the full potential. Yeah, it, I mean shit, man. It's like you know Derek Jeter. Like yeah, you want him to get singles and home runs, make plays. Dude, if 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 it's if you're throwing snowballs at him yeah. the whole time he's playing, or you turn the lights off in the stadium, <laughs> and then you're like, dude, how come he didn't get three thousand hits tonight? Right. Like that was he was trying to go for the record, and or or he, you know, what's another example? Maybe Prince is trying to, <laughs> maybe Prince is trying to perform for some underprivileged kids, and, and you give him a harmonica and you say, give him a, harm- and you give him a mic that doesn't work, and yeah. You, and you have him, you know, do it and in a room. Only and only a two inch heel because everyone knows Prince requires at least a five inch heel. Who's taller, Prince or you? Uh, Prince by four or five inches. That is a picture I want. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I want a cardboard cutout of Prince holding up bread. <laughs> like, how do we make that happen? Okay, like, you know, how do we get Prince on the podcast? No, 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 no. He's want the cardboard cutout. Hey, did you watch the Oscars last night? I did watch the Oscars. Uh, the second half of it, the first part of it, I was doing a show. Um, and, uh, Dick, are we taking a break at all today? We are? Okay. Uh, during the second half of the show, I'll describe that at my show Sunday night, a guy actually proposed to his girlfriend. Whoa. On stage. That's a little teaser. Teaser, teaser for you. This but... is pretty... <laughs> what, what, what the fuck was Jesus that, Dick? Get out! Oh, are you doing the You Shall Not Pass? Wow, that's only 20 minutes late. Yeah, Jesus. Way to be fucking topical. <laughs> Why are you doing tech? Dick. Oh, it's a it's a techno. Okay, that's the song you're going to the break with. Can you find me some Billy Ocean? Find me <laughs> find me Caribbean Queen, please. I swear to God. Well, uh, the, dude, the, proposing in a show is a is a genius idea because there's a lot of creative ways, and I'm sure yeah. we all think about the way we would do it. Um, sure. 
Um, which brings me to my next point, okay. Brad. Yeah. We've been friends a long time. No, <laughs> But like you see the way it's ways, not legal here yet. But <laughs> damn it, we can try. <laughs> but you see the. I mean, dude, there's some incredible videos of proposals online. Yeah. That um, are really just mind blowing. And I, um, I don't know. I mean, I do you ever, do you think about like what? Obviously, we don't want to blow our, our cover here because. Sure. But it's not happening in the near future for nope. any of us. I don't think. Right. <laughs> nope. Um, but uh, like you know, Diamond Vision people do that. Diamond. Oh, at a baseball what, game. Oh yeah. I think that's that's. Uh, that seems like lazy to me because it does. you're basically doing it on a big scale in front of people. Some people just think if I do it in front of hundreds of thousands of people, it's romantic. No, dude, no. romantic is thought and creative, like something that she doesn't expect. That um, and that and, that hasn't been done. That, and, that and, takes obvious effort, right? Because you called the, the fucking stadium and said, "Put her sure. name on the screen and say, w- will you marry me?'" And then you just turn to her and go. Huh? <laughs> like, that's all. That's all the effort that is required of you. Yeah. One phone call and a huh? Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. So you got to do something a little more, and like maybe have her kidnapped, absolutely, and, ta- and taken into a hot air balloon. Oh, and, be great. And flown across the Pacific Ocean <laughs> to a small island where they hold a gun to her head and say, and then you're the guy who's who walks the, in. Yeah. In the and, dark. and the cast of Lost is surrounding right. her. And she's on, on the on ground, island. and they've like. You know, they've maybe like given her some NyQuil in the hot air balloon ride, so she is passed out, and then she wakes up with a gun to her head and all guns to her head, and then you walk out of the back and you pull a mask off and you just get down on one knee and you go, "Will you marry me?" I and just she's got hard. so she's I just got so confused. <laughs> yeah, turn it up. I don't know why you're turning it up and then turning it down. <laughs> Dick, I swear to God, today to is like you're this close you're, to being fired. You're off, Dick. You're off. You're a. <laughs> You're a soft dick today. Do we have to take a break? <laughs> well, at some point. All right, at some point. I'll turn, just keep going the, for a while. Turn, turn up the Billy Ocean for me. Here's a guy. Now, talk, now, hey, maybe you get Billy Ocean. See, now that's romantic. You get a guy from the 80s who there is known go. for love songs. Yeah. And who's probably like, you know, you might think he's easy to get. You just Google Billy Ocean or maybe you fucking like, maybe you, you know, go to the Caribbean and fucking hold up a queen of hearts and you think he's going to appear. That's not what happens. <laughs> Yeah, you get you get yourself a Billy Ocean, you get yourself a, a Rick Astley. Oh Jesus! Wow, you know? maybe both of them. Oh, never gonna give you up out of my dreams. Oh. Never gonna let you down into my. How do we get Billy Ocean and Rick Astley to do a combo <laughs> show with? A, hey, Backstreet Boys and New Kids did it. They did. Which, by the way, Dick, turn down for a minute. Thank you. I'm gonna just make this point. Before we take a break, mm-hmm. reunion tours is re- staying relevant in the music business so hard. That's why Absolutely. you see these guys, Backstreet Boys and New Kids. You can't really hate on them for getting together and being like, "Yo, I got a house to pay for." Yeah. But here's the thing: when they performed, couple the- Ill- got a couple Ill- illegitimate kids. I got some weird colored glasses I don't really need. Sure. But I got to pay for those. Yeah. I, uh, I bought a lot of you know really fancy uh, mopeds when I wanted that way came out <laughs> that I thought I invested in this fucking weird. Frozen yogurt, uh, you know, iced tea company that I thought was going to take off, uh, but like when they when they when they get together, it's basically to be like, hey, remember? Uh, I mean, it's sad. Here's the thing: remember junior high, dude. New kids and Backstreet <laughs> Boys basically got together so women in their forties had something to masturbate to. Sure, and 
But that show at the American Music Awards was, dude, it was like watching dads in their 60s at a wedding dance. I'm like, dude, I can do those moves. Like, they're up there, and they're, you know, and they're, and they're just like, you know, they're singing I Want It That Way in Step by Step, but they might as well have been singing, remember these moves 20 years ago. You loved us when we did these moves. And you know, you know the four tops are sitting there going... We're 80 and we could do that yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. That's what they're basically doing. They're doing the sidesteps and like, and then every now and then you see them making a face of like, ooh, and you're like, all right, they're feeling it. It's like, nope, that's just their arthritis kicking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're older. Yeah, they've got the sciatic nerve just got pinched. But like, and that's why I get so pissed off at like young artists, like storytellers, VH1 storytellers. It's mm-hmm. one of the coolest shows ever because you get to see like these raw, the stories like, yeah, from musicians who are legends who have been around, well traveled. Bruce Springsteen comes on. Now when I wrote when I when I wrote Thunder Road, I was thinking about a road out there in New Jersey. A place where good hard Americans can go to work, come home, leave the doors unlocked on day. That's what I was thinking about. And you're yeah. like, oh right. Yeah, you're I like, I want to hear this song. Yeah, I didn't know that go. that song was all that had that backstory. Yeah. Then you get Taylor Swift being like so remember in high school when there was that boy you liked and he didn't know you liked him and then your best friend Chrissy told him that you liked him. Remember that? Two, three, four. I had a crush on you. You didn't know that I do. It's like shut the fuck up. Like Pearl, like Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam. Like oh. that's the that, yeah, because like before he goes in the Jeremy, you know, he just goes in this long yeah. thing about. We were in Wisconsin. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and we were in the Caribbean, me and Jeffrey Rush, and I was in a film called Chocolat. Anyway, I speak like I have an accent, but I was in Finding Neverland and Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, we were in the Caribbean, and before we made Pirates of the, trying to find the Black Pearl, and we found a bunch of women. We raped and pillaged them. Two, three, four. <laughs> that would be, I guess, his storytellers. But, but like, I, but like, per, like Pearl Jam when they do theirs about Jeremy, they go, you know, I, 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 read, I read this article about a boy who like who committed suicide in front of his entire class, and I didn't want that to happen anymore. So I thought if I spread the word, get a song out there about pain. What song is that? That's Jeremy. Is it really? Yeah. What, what, I thought what the song. The- Dick, what the fuck yeah, are you Dick, doing? You're all over the place, man. You're starting and stopping sound clips. Do you have like Aspergers today? Like, is it like momentary Aspergers? Yeah, let's just. What's enough, happening with enough. you? I'm playing all this shit off YouTube. YouTube's got commercials. They got weird oh, things. Okay. The videos have intros. Well, on maybe them. have. Maybe I don't have, have any way to listen before I play it. So I, <laughs> I'm trying to wait for the little pauses. I'm trying to have comedic okay. timing, and the YouTube fucks it up. You're, you're good. I'm trying to help you guys. All right. Um, that was Dick, and this will be his last day as sound engineer for the About Last Night podcast. We're taking applications. We're going back to get. There's Jeremy. Dude, I thought Jeremy. 30 seconds in. 30 seconds in, it started that. I thought Jeremy was about Jeremy Ben Silverman's character from Growing Pains. All right. At home, Jack. Perfect timing. She has a fucking song. And now our guest finally shows up. Dude. But, all right. Here's what's going to happen. It's a perfect time to take a break. This is Jeremy. We're going to take a quick break, come back with the proposal story that happened on my show, and our guest, Joey Medina, is here. Joey Medina. All coming up on the About Last Night Show.
Buckstar here, Greg Sites, whatever my name is, Greg Buckstar Sites, CEO of GoCast Network. And I'm Gary Garver, formerly of, oh, I don't even want to mention that asshole's name, uh, from the GoCast Network, program director of the GoCast Network. Weren't you on Journey? Yeah, that was it. Sammy Hagar, they say. Sammy Hagar. (laughs) And you know what? We got some sick new technology. You can check us out with Viddy. What the, what the hell's Viddy, Greg? I have no idea what that is. Viddy is Instagram, Twitter combined for a great 15-second video experience where you'll see awesome clips and fun stuff. Wow, I can't wait to check that out. Where do we go? Viddy.com? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> Before you hit fast forward, listen to this. It's the big hot rockin', non-stoppin', less talkin', boss jockin', hit knockin', finger poppin', yankin', crankin', high knees spankin', wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, 50,000 watt blowtorch of rock and roll! That is the Dick and Darren Show. Dick and Darren downloaded 185 episodes. It's, it's pretty good for you. You'll like it. Up in your ear hole. On the GoCast Network. What's up, guys? This is Danny Trejo, and I want to tell you about the best restaurant in Southern California, the second floor in Huntington Beach. The second floor is a -a one-of-a-kind tattoo and cutting-edge art bar. The food is amazing. Try a Rocca Nacho, the Sliders, or the Monster Colossal Burger, or my favorite, the Trejo's Tacos. Second floor. I'll see you there. Have you ever made a purchase, bought something, gone into a store, picked up an item, and thought to yourself, I sure wish I could pay GoCast Network? Well, great, because now's your chance. Brothers and sisters, put your hands together for this great opportunity. Go to GoCastNetwork.com and click on the Amazon link. Buy your stuff from us at the GoCast Network Amazon link, click it on, click it on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, and support the GoCast Network. That's all I gotta say. Buy your stuff from us. Thank you. We're back on the GoCast Network. And welcome back to the About Last Night Show. I'm here with my co host again, Adam Ray, and then our guest. Who showed up? Yes. 44 minutes late. Yeah, it's fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's man. fine, man. It's fine. Uh, Latino king of comedy. Yes. Joey Medina is here. Thank Woo! you, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I apologize for being so late. It's all right, man. You know, uh, I I told you 3 o'clock. I forgot to factor in, la- I forgot to factor <laughs> the, in the Latino, Latino time. time. <laughs> I, I forgot to do it. Dude, I don't know what was Should have told you, too. And the thing was, I, I wasn't doing shit all day. You know, like, I, and yeah, I don't what, know. What's a, what's a Monday like for you these days? Well, it depends. Um, but today I was uh, I was playing uh, uh, Modern Warfare Three. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big uh, gamer? No, not really, man. Okay. But I love those kind of games, like the, mm-hmm. the the shooter games. Not really. Just Monday, I like to uh, <laughs> I like to maybe shoot fake people uh, in a basement. No, you, no, you know what it was? I was my, my girl. My girl left. She went to somewhere, and I go. I got. Time. I go. Yeah, okay, I yeah. can either jerk off or play video games. Dude, isn't right. that? Yeah. So, those are really I, the. Yeah. What else are you gonna do by yourself? <laughs> Meditate at this point. So I did both. It was great. Yeah. yeah. The joystick in one hand, my cock in the other. I I hope you had the headset on. <laughs> Talking shit to twelve-year-olds as you're jerking off. Yo, so much, sometimes you're playing duck hunt and the gun's not working. You gotta, yeah, you know, right. you gotta the, take those suckers. The kids down. like, hey, dude, are you out of breath? Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just, oh, Wait, you play, do you play online with a headset? No, you know what? I've never done that yet. I've never played online. I I've only done it once, and you don't. 
as a man, I'm a 29 year old man, and when a 12 year old talks shit to you, shit to you <laughs> oh, yeah. and it, and can back it up, right, right. like and can back it up, and then and then like you get yourself in this mental state where like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this kid up, I'm gonna fuck this kid up, and you go, Jesus, what am I saying? Like you're, yeah, cause there's some kids that come with like really well thought out insults. They don't just say like, suck my dick, motherfucker. They're like, I bet your parents didn't love you. You're like, what? Shit, dude. Like, what? Are you looking at my Wikipedia page? You know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I can't do that. I couldn't handle that shit. That's yeah. too hard for me. Right. So yeah, that, that's why I don't do it. I don't need. Some guy going, wait, wait, so wait, so you're 29 and and you're at home, yeah, <laughs> loser. Yeah, because 29, by the way, to a 12 year old is like, you oh, know, that's 60. Ancient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So He's like, why aren't you dead yet? Like, yeah. I remember one time I was dating a girl. Uh, I was young. I was, she, she was, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 17 something. She was 16. Mm-hmm. And we were talking. She said she, she goes, yeah, I slept with a 32 year old guy once. Jesus. And I remember thinking, 32. That's yeah. so fucking old. <laughs> right now, and now the fact that uh, you're. You're past there, right? Way past. Yeah, there. and I'm tw- I'm 29. I- I'm 30 now. We look at that at that situation and look back and go, wait, what the fuck? A 32 year old <laughs> was having sex with a 16 year old. That sounds insane. Like that's what we no. look back on going, no. Right, like right, right. I hang out with 20 year olds and I go, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Like I can't, dude. That's like a 15 year old kid going up to a parent's being like, look, when that daughter of yours comes out of your stomach, <laughs> I would like to take her out. <laughs> um, I don't know what her plans are. Yeah, okay, so you uh, grew up in New York. I grew up in the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, I grew up in the Bronx. And you were part of the original Latin Kings of Comedy. Yeah, which was actually really, really great, man. Um, just, you know, like starting up. Uh, Who was that group with you? That Who's... was Paul Rodriguez, uh, Cheech Marin, uh, um, George Lopez. 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 Yo, that uh, kind of Alex a uh, pr- yeah. prestigious group. Yeah, of yeah, yeah people. It, was, it was really good. And you know what's funny? It's. George, this was before the George Lopez show, so George was real popular with the Latin uh, people, but he nobody else knew who, who he was. Okay, mm-hmm. but he was still popular there. And then at the George Lopez show happened right after that. Actually, I'm probably the poorest one out of all of them. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so yeah. But just to work with guys that I admired, you know, first starting doing stand up and yeah. hanging out with them, and you oh, know, for, oh, so you were. This. So you, they have uh, years' experience on oh, you. way years. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, only, you... I've been doing comedy twenty years. Those guys have been doing probably. Thirty, you know. So you were looking up to them, and maybe yeah. maybe influenced by them to get into comedy. In oh, the absolutely, first place. absolutely. And how? So then, how do you end up on a tour with them? Um, it was just really weird. Paul Rodriguez actually I'll make a story short. Uh, he he ended up uh, working in Tucson, Arizona. That's where I was. That's where I was living at the time, and I started doing stand up. I ended up working with him, and uh, oh, cool. I knew his manager at the time, who was Scott Montoya. And then uh, when I moved to L.A., Scott asked if he could represent me. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah, I don't, I don't have nobody. Yeah. yeah so sure. um, so we ended up just touring a lot together. Then the Kings of Comedy did their thing, right? And then. Paul, yep. Cedric, Cedric, DL, all, all the guys, Bernie Mac, and, uh, yeah. and then you know he's like, "Hey, why don't we do a Latin version?" So they, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up planning to do it, and then they hooked up with uh, Paramount, who who did the original Kings of Comedy, and it became official. It was the original Latin Kings of Comedy, yeah. and it was a great experience, man. And you know, the good thing about that is comics, you guys know, is when you do something huge, uh, especially at the time, all of a sudden the same jokes you were making uh, x amount of money, now you're making <laughs> way more money yeah. for the same shit, yeah. right? You're like, I I didn't get funnier over the course right, of two right. weeks. That didn't happen. But you know, those I kind of I kind of almost had to get funnier only because I remember thinking to myself, there's going to be a lot of haters. Right. There's yeah. going to be a lot of comics comics out there, especially Latin comics that think, oh, why him? He don't deserve it, this and that. Mm-hmm. So I remember telling myself, I'm going to push the game up. And I, and I did. It was just like, it's almost just like in boxing. I'm like, okay, this guy is going to be really tough. I'm going to fight. I've got to train extra. Because you used to box. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred pounds ago, but yes. I did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so so um, I remember really put, put, put you know, uh, 
pushing myself even more and more, trying to get better and more and mm-hmm. more original and, and, and you know whatever. So it helped me in well, a lot of ways. And, and, and competition does breed success when you are looking around at other other comics and seeing what they're doing. Like I know. If ever I start feeling comfortable with my set, thinking I'm hot shit, I'll put in a Bill Burr DVD and just right. go, fuck, fuck. Yeah. I right. suck. Yeah. Bring yourself back <laughs> down. Right. Yeah, I am terrible. Uh, when I was on the road uh, with uh, Carlos Mencia, a lot more experienced than me, at, right. and just, like, killing it, had just gotten a standing ovation on The Tonight Show, and I had to follow that. And my stand-up got so much better on that tour, having to go on after Joe Coy, going, dude, like, if I go up and do my standard stuff... I'm gonna bomb every oh, yeah. damn night, so oh, yeah. I I had to come up with something. Yeah, and even though you're not like overnight being like, all right, I gotta bring it. Like, not just saying that is gonna make you like kill it, but like sure. just going through the experience of of seeing that like, wow, there's a different level I need to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just have to buckle down hard. You you were probably writing a lot more. We're probably a lot more cautious of just like being sharp with all your material. Right? Absolutely. And now, and now when you were when you were on that tour, what was it? Because because, uh, like, Cheech, George, Paul, those are some massive guys. Like, who closed? Well, uh, Paul always closed. Okay. Paul always closed. The only time it, did it didn't it did close was uh, we did uh, we did uh, the Apollo in New York. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And we did two shows. Yeah, we were yeah. really nervous. But it was a huge thing, and, and uh, we sold out two shows. Nice. And the second, the second show I closed because the promoter wanted me to close only because, and, and I— and I, and I know this is why, was because in New York, there's no Mexicans. It's right. just Puerto Ricans Puerto and Rican. Dominicans. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was and funny. At first, we thought it was just black audience, but they were just Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, <laughs> and, uh, which are just basically black people that speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's like, wait, he's black, but, right. but, but the thing was, but he can hit a baseball really but far. <laughs> but I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. So, so um, they weren't. My stuff was working better than Paul's, I think, just for that particular crowd. Mm-hmm. Because I was doing a lot of New York stuff. I was doing stuff about living there. And this, and, and so they asked uh, they asked Paul, actually, go, hey, do you mind if uh, Joey Medina closes his next show? And he's like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. So, you know, so I closed, which I was very nervous because sure. I know Paul actually Toward like he, he he gave a little extra. And he did long. He did he did like a fucking almost an hour. Oh, of course he did. Himself, and, you know, he wasn't supposed to. I was Prove like, himself. Yeah, yeah. I was like this well, fucker. Cause, well, because <laughs> well, no comic likes to. Because no matter how you dress it up, like hey, hometown audience, uh, this right, is right. This, this is his crowd. What, what what they're still essentially saying is. This guy tonight is going to be funnier than you. Yeah, yeah. We believe he's funnier than you. And Paul's got an ego, trust me. Oh, well, we Matter all fact, do, but yeah. yeah. But when we were, were when we were flying to New York during that same that same tour was I remember I was in first class and he was in uh, business and he was fucking pissed mm. and I had to talk to the talk to the uh, flight attendant to say hey you know it's Paul Rodriguez you let him up yeah, yeah. and she let him up but yeah he was pissed and I'm like fuck he's gonna take this out on me I just know it <laughs> he's crazy he's he's fucking nuts I love him but he's nuts sure <laughs> well and and then when you guys toured together was it a was it a bus tour was it no thank God fly, we just, we fly just there flew, fly home we did a couple bus things but only yeah. like you know like Vegas. Uh, Tahoe or Reno, some shit like that. Stuff, stuff. Yeah. That was all. But but it was really stuff. cool. It was it was a great thing. You know, Mencia was actually part of it in the beginning. Yeah, and that was great too. And mm-hmm. you know, just working with guys who were amazing. And when he was part of it, we actually did the Shoreline Theater. <clears throat> The Shoreline, the Amphitheater. Shoreline oh, Amphitheater, which is a gazillion seats, San Jose, twenty-two thousand yeah. people. I've played yes. it, and it's wow. it's fucking, it's literally playing like in a in a, in a baseball stadium. Yeah. It's, fucking, it's ridiculous. Like you could hear yourself. You say something, you could hear it all the way. You know, like a second later. Yeah, 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 yeah. The back. So there were people amazing. sitting up on the hill, like yeah, yeah, yeah up on the incredible. lawn, and uh, yeah, we, we did the Arco Arena together, all of us too. Oh, we been, did uh, ten thousand seats. Yeah. yeah. 
That's so it was, insane. Yeah, so it was fucking And great. And the th- thing is, is uh, I mean, when I was opening for Vincia, I would do these those types of venues with him, is your jokes at, at a certain level, you don't, like, you're like, all right, this is my seven-minute set, or this is my ten-minute set. But in that arena or in those theaters, your ten-minute set would last you 20 minutes yeah, yeah, just because the so laughs are so there. Like, so applause breaks yeah. and echoes and you have to wait for those for that applause to come down just so they can hear the yeah. next joke and it really throws off your timing at first you're like oh man and but and you also have to know how to play to that audience because yeah, it's same... a different pace it's a different mm-hmm. pace it's a great pace it's you can't really go wrong but it's, it's a great pace yeah you know I, I tour a lot with uh with russell peters too and all nice. he does is arenas yeah. you know oh what my I mean? god so it's uh Beast. we did thirteen thousand in australia Jeez. that was fucking amazing. what now now thirteen thousand versus i mean because more often these theaters are what like like seven hundred to a thousand, maybe or yeah, theaters, yeah. So, but, but what, luckily, what, Russell really does arenas. Yeah, he does arenas. He does arenas. He Thir- does what the is theater. thirteen? Th- I mean, talk about the waiting for the laughs and and just like having your time be extended because of pauses and whatnot. But it's thirteen thousand, just a whole another game. It's a different pace, yeah. It's just a different pace, but it's just the energy is fucking amazing. Yeah, you yeah. want to get off and go, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, you're you're. Do you feel like you're that much more into every one of your bits because of the energy around you and just all the uh, yeah? And then, obviously, you know, we feed off that. And so. then you know, and the thing is, the good thing is everybody really gets a good look at you. So if you got because they. There's huge monitors, yeah. so if you got facial expressions, mm-hmm. uh, you milk okay. them even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's 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 actually turns out real well. That's awesome. Man. What are the uh, Australian audiences like? They love you know, Yeah, you know the Australian audiences are basically fucking uh, they're. They're Indian, they're Asian, they're, uh, you know, when I went to Australia, I thought everybody was going to be blonde and fucking surfer looking. Yeah, like, dude, you know Polly Shore, right? They would do, they were, no, they were just fucking everybody else. Wow. Everybody else. Everybody else. They were just fucking everybody else. So, so Australia is the island of misfit toys. Yeah, if someone just dropped, closed your eyes and dropped you off there and you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know where the fuck you were. You wow. were like in Seattle? I don't know what the fuck this is. Wow. It's just, it just looked like everybody else. But when I went like Singapore, those places, that's the shit. Wow. You guys, that's the fucking really? shit. Really? Why? Yeah. Singapore. Because Oh, for the chicks, but no, but, but, the, but the place is just fucking amazing, dude. It is the most beautiful, nicest fucking place I've ever been to in my life. Like that whole that whole region. Yeah. I'm going back next, uh, actually in two weeks. Oh, geez. two weeks. Go, are, I was gonna say, like, are, are they, they going to wrestle again? No, no. This one's on my tour. I was really lucky. Really? They liked me enough that they Fuck said, yeah. "Oh, we're going to bring you back," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I didn't believe it. Then about a couple of months ago, they sent me an email. Go, hey, we'd love to bring you back. So I'm going to do two theaters and the rest of comedy clubs, there. dude. And see, there's one of the huge awesome. benefits of traveling with a guy that's got so much clout, right? right, that, right. That, that is bringing out audiences like that in places where you can crush it yourself, and then they're like, well, shit, why don't the... Uh... Yeah, because if why I, I bring you I back look, at I look one-ninth Asian. of the price? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, trust me. I actually, I'm getting, I got paid more working with Russell, opening for him, than yeah. I am headlining oh, myself. Ah, yeah. ah, but hey, dude, I, you yeah. know, honestly, if they would have said, look, we'll, get, we'll just give you a per diem and, and a flight, I'm like, okay, I'll fucking still do it. Because it was, was so fun. amazing, dude. The audiences there are great. Everyone speaks perfect fucking English. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's just, yeah, seafood is awesome. Because, like, Australia, I would think, okay, the language barrier wouldn't be too much of an issue. But Singapore, it's China. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, it's, absolutely. But everyone spoke English there? Everyone spoke English. I know, wow. Now, this time I'm going also to Vietnam, which I've never been to. So I'm a little Holy nervous crap. about that. Do you cater your material, that. or is it already pretty much set up for No, no, I, I cater a little bit yeah. to them. Like, for instance, a great, great thing. Like, in Singapore, gum, gum, chewing gum is illegal, and so is yeah. porn. So I told them, I said, if someone was smart, they would make a porn featuring gum called Young, Dumb, and Full of Gum. <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, shit like that. So I just write Hilarious. shit. A point yeah. break yeah. reference. <laughs> yes. I got so, that, dude. So it, it just, it, you know, so 
it, it uh, I'm impressed that you do do that though, because you can't just go into any situation and be like, I'm funny, I'm a comic, uh, uh, my shit works everywhere. Like you gotta kind of adjust. No, you a can't. Bit, like right? when I did England on my own too, and they were like, Hey, you know, we don't really have any Latin people here. I'm like, I don't do Latin shit, dude. It's cool. Yeah, it's we, fine. You know, it's all right. Don't worry You're about good. it. I'm all right. Funny's funny, and uh, it, but at the same time, you understand and you make those adjustments. I I feel terrible because you just I got know, here. Wow, now, is there another the show after this? I could stay, hang around. Yeah, uh, but Joey, you know what? We're we're definitely gonna have you back. Yeah, come right, back thanks, in there. We'll come back after Singapore yes. and tell us all the uh, yeah. Cool, cool. Let's I'll do that. Tell us how that. the shows were. Tell us how the ointments uh, <laughs> are going after all the shit all you brought back. Tell us about the whorehouses. Yes. Joey Medina's got a very good a very good podcast called the Joey Medina Podcast. Yes, Joey Medina Show. The Joey Medina Show. Find on iTunes. Follow Joey on Twitter. Joey Medina Comic. Yes, at Joey Medina Comic. Adam. Uh, find me on uh, Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. All my videos at AdamRayTV.com. We'll be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego this weekend with Adam Devine, Thursday through Sunday, and uh, the Parlor Live at the end of March in Seattle. Perfect. Yeah. And BradWilliamsComedy.com. Follow me on Twitter at FunnyBrad. Got shows coming up uh, this week in Syracuse at the Funny Bone. Next week at Joey's Comedy Club in Livonia, Michigan. And uh, all of the dates are posted on my website. For Joey Medina, Adam Ray, I'm Brad Williams. This has been the About Last Night Show. Please try to remember our names in the morning. You're listening to the GoCast Network. Have you ever made a purchase, bought something, gone into a store, picked up an item, and thought to yourself, I sure wish I could pay GoCast Network? Well, great, because now's your chance. Brothers and sisters, put your hands together for this great opportunity. Go to GoCastNetwork.com and click on the Amazon link. Buy your stuff from us at the GoCast Network Amazon link, click it on, click it on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, and support the GoCast Network. That's all I gotta say. Buy your stuff from us. Thank you. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.